Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take five. Here we go is right, folks. What's up? And welcome to the Lone Gummin Podcast video version, episode number 261. I figured this was not going to go off without a hitch. So sorry for the parts. <laughs> we're still learning how all this works. Um, so hopefully we're streaming live. I can't see a preview right now. So live, it looks like the... Uh, the chats are lighting up. It says, uh, you are live. Let's go. Fellas, what's up, Doug? I see you in there. We're still learning hey. how all this works. Big uh, Mike Swanson. So hey, Mike. Big Mike. Mr. Doug. Hey. Yep, the, boy, the, the boys are here. So here's the deal, folks. Welcome to the new formatted <laughs> And uh wanted to welcome you all to the show. We will get better at this, I promise. I promise. Uh, this is still all new to us. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of Martins-related shows, which is what we did at Lancer, our presentation on this year. Tonight, we'll be focusing on Jack S. Martin. But before we get to Jack S. Martin, there's another big change to the show that I want to inform everybody about. And you probably heard... I'm already uh, talking, but that is my co-host uh, moving forward for the Lone Gunman Podcast, Mr. Joe Borelli. So everybody, welcome Joe Borelli to the Lone Gunman Podcast. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's up, guys? Am I allowed to clap for myself? Um, yes. <laughs> uh, no, I am uh, 
happy to be on the Lone Gunman podcast. Rob and I have put in uh, over a year of work into this Martin Show project, and this live series will be uh, really new and refreshing info. And I just want to introduce myself for a minute. Uh, I did at Lancer, so if you uh, we're not at Lancer or you were not viewing uh, virtually. I'll give you a quick little 30 second summary. Uh, my background is in finance. I currently work for a financial tech firm where I do data and pattern analysis. And I uh, noticed the pattern of J, first name J, in some cases, middle initial J, Martin, showing up many times in the assassination story. And when Rob and I started seriously researching this anomaly, we were uh, stunned what we came upon, which was over 30 J-plus Martins, which spanned decades. And uh, a lot of them are associated with our favorite agency, and um, I am fresh back from Lancer. We had a great time. Uh, the presentation was had a lot of good reviews and feedback, and uh, hopefully you will view it soon. It is currently uh, uh, in a place where I'll tell you about shortly. That's right. So moving forward. You know, it's all about content creation nowadays. Um, we spend a lot of time and energy researching into this stuff to bring you fresh, new, and exciting content. And it's no different than somebody that writes a book that tries to sell you a book or makes a documentary, wants to sell you a documentary. Um, you know, we wanted to bring this show to YouTube as a video deal uh, because we feel there's a big void to fill nowadays in this arena of legitimate research into the Kennedy assassination. There's a lot of uh, people who like to uh, put up a lot of clickbait uh, and, and, and they want to, you know, put a bunch of crap out there to muddy the waters, but this is going to be something for serious researchers. So we've created a community over on locals.com. Uh, where you can support the show and get a lot of great content. And all of the files that we're going to be talking about here this evening will be available over on our locals channel. The link is in the description. Uh, so if you join up over there, you'll have access to our video Lancer presentation immediately. You'll have access to every Jackass Martin file we've collected over the past year and a half. Um, and you will... Did we put up something else over there? The I can't remember. Uh, the intro, but there's a lot more to come. Yes, much more to come. We're going to be uh, adding files to the relevant shows that we do on here, kind of piecemeal, just so everybody can kind of keep control of things and uh, it doesn't get too out of hand. But like I said the files will be downloadable uh, for our members over there on Locals. So make sure you check it out. And uh, help support the show. So, like I said, I've been working with Joe for, God, a year and a half now. Uh, before that, he was just 
a listener to the show. We would email, talk, and uh, things like that. And But he's very knowledgeable, and he's got a great mind. Um, and I think you're going to really enjoy Joe's presence on the show and our and our back-and-forth ability uh, moving forward to bust each other's balls a little bit here and there <laughs> and make the show entertaining, of course. Yeah. So, um, Joe, if you will... Um, everybody know because you just got back from Lancer and I, did. I know you had a great time I know we presented there I wish I could have been there but unfortunately not this year Um, so just let everybody know your thoughts and how you think that Lancer went for us and yourself well Lancer was an amazing experience and this was my first foray into anything regarding the JFK community or um, whatsoever. And the love I was shown there by uh, different researchers and uh, the feedback we got from uh, the people that put on the conference and even Mr. Larry Hancock was... uh, very uh quote mind blown on some of the documents i showed him and we had an hour long conversation almost on sunday morning and it was probably the highlight of the weekend for me uh him being one of my favorite authors and uh it was great meeting doug campbell of course um we had exchanged a lot of emails on the kits and that's how actually the martin story started with uh with a long like five paragraph email on james herbert martin and uh it kind of started out as a joke funny enough and uh we're like oh we found another one oh we found another one oh we found another martin and then when we got like past like 15 or 20 we'd be like oh you might have something here and uh we indeed do. <laughs> so let me share something from uh, our Lancer. Just two pictures from Lancer. And on the left is me playing Abraham Zapruder with my assistant, Monica Perez Jimenez, the daughter of Marita Lorenz, holding me up because I was, I'm very accident prone. If you don't know me, um, so I looks like you have baby legs. I'm kneeling. I know. I'm trying to get the best shot. I know. You know. (laughs) And on the right, we we got those people, you know, who uh, that clan you ain't supposed to fuck with. You know what I mean? And uh, that is Philippe Vidal. Doug Scaramucci on the left and Roy Joe Hargraves on the right. And uh, if you look at the picture of the dark complected and umbrella man, uh, I have to say we have some pretty good form there. And that was really fun. And uh, this is uh, me and Larry talking. And one of the, like I said, highlights of, of, of my weekend, you know, him being one of my favorite authors by far. And on the right, we, uh, I put a little, 
uh, lone gunman business card on the picket fence. And it's kind of funny that POV, you are about to kill JFK <laughs> on the left. And of course, that's not I wonder who funny. found that card. <laughs> it might be still there. Maybe someone, maybe yeah, uh, somebody snatched it. Probably. Uh, but although we laugh at that comment, it's obviously uh, the 60th anniversary. Usually anniversaries are happy occasions. In this case, it is not a happy occasion. It is um, a very sad day in American history. And in my opinion, I mean, started to uh, derail our democracy when when you had a guy that was going, you know, trying to make peace with uh, with um, the Soviet Union and and Cuba and got his head blown off on for it in the middle of the day in the middle of a major American city and. Uh, you know, everyone knows the rest and the cover up and uh, it, it's sad, but uh, we are looking forward to moving this case forward. We have a lot of brand new research. We've dug very deep into many subjects we think that were uh, not focused on as they should have been. and. And we'll tease you a little bit, and you'll have to wait for those. But uh, we have uh, a lot of great stuff coming for you, and uh, we're happy that you're joining us. And even if you're watching later, we appreciate it. And uh, we hope you stay with us for the whole Martin series. That's right, Joe. And uh, yeah. Our stream is filling up. It's good. What's up, Uncle Dave uh, from uh, beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, or New Mexico. I can't ever remember which one. Alpha 66 is in Dallas watching. What's up? Tiny Dancer, I see you. <laughs> Grunge Truck, he's the drunk guy. Uh, and uh, thank you guys for showing up for the stream now. For what you've been waiting for we're going to get into jack s s martin um a little bit first so you know when it comes to the martins we've had 30 we found 30 j martins related to the assassination and we just recently found a couple more. I think we're up to 32 now. <laughs> okay. So we've got a lot of them to talk about. And Jack S was, of course, the first one uh, that we want to focus on. But, Joe, if you could bring up the list. Uh, this one's exactly there. what we're talking about here, bud. So there he is at the top of the list, Jack S. Martin. We're going to be doing him tonight. Um. He also had the aliases of Colonel Jack Martin, John J. Martin, and Bishop John J. Martin uh, as well. Uh, Joe, I guess we can just ping pong back and forth on the rest of these if you want to do that. Sure. Um, I'll just do the highlighted ones. There was a John C. Martin who was the head of security at the International Trademark. 
obviously uh, owned by Clay Shaw. John Martin Jr., who was a postal worker who filmed a Dealey Plaza film, also worked with Harry Holmes. And speaking of Martins who took films, we have John T. Martin, uh, who we went in depth in our Lancer presentation. Uh, he was a Minnesota student who filmed both Walker's House and the fracas involving Lee Harvey Oswald and Carlos Springier. Uh, pre-assassination. Yes, and then next up we have Johnny or Juan Martin, who was involved with uh, Sarita Odio, Sylvia Odio's sister. And, and that's a and PG-13, a, that's a PG-13 uh, word involved. He hid it. <laughs> he was banging. Yes. Sarita. Sweet yes. Sarita. Um, he was a gun runner. He offered her arms for anti-Castro group Jure. Um, and he was also involved in, uh, well, not involved, but there's, a, there's, there's some kind of cross-contamination with Warren Caster uh, and possibly Eugenio Martinez with this Johnny Martin guy, Juan Martin. But we'll get there, I promise. Uh, and then we got Jean Martin, which is the French word for john martin uh the new orleans alias of pierre lafitte the cia spy from coup in dallas from his book and then we got john martin thorne who was marina's lawyer during her warren commission testimony and she was introduced or he was introduced to marina by her quote business manager james herbert martin there's another one that we'll get to here in a minute. Yes, sir. And uh, next up, we have James Wolford, commonly known as Jim Martin, who was Ruby's lawyer and the only survivor of the meeting at Ruby's apartment on Sunday night, uh, November 24th, 1963. Uh, the other members of that meeting met unfortunate demises pretty close after that meeting within a couple of years and uh of course you have james herbert martin Rena's business manager and quote agent and uh he will be the subject he was the subject of one of our subjects of the lancer converse uh presentation we we focused on three of them he was one of them, and he has a fascinating story, and that story will blow your mind. I can guarantee you that. That's right. Next up, we got Jack W. Martin, who was a Secret Service suspect, who was uh, being av av avidly searched for on November the 22nd, 1963. They sent John Rice out of New Orleans, a Secret Service agent, to try and track this guy down, and he did. But the interesting thing about that is uh, they were looking for this guy before Oswald was even arrested. They're looking for a Jack Martin in Louisiana. Kind of interesting. Uh, which brings us to Joseph James Martin, who was a CIA agent from 1950 to 58. In the, uh, he was an intelligence assistant in the transportation branch services division 
of the CIA. And we'll get more into him a little bit uh, in this presentation because he is sometimes confused with Jack Martin of the CIA. Yes. And uh, Jolly Joe Martin will be the topic of a segment we will get into later. He was uh, on the radio in Omaha and shielded Thomas Beckham from extradition to uh, Louisiana and was later condemned by the CIA. And next we have Roland J. Martin, who was the owner of Martin's Cafe in New Orleans. And wouldn't you know it, that Oswald cashed at least nine checks from the Riley Coffee Company at Martin's Cafe, and Roland J. Martin endorsed nine of those checks with uh, a couple other people endorsing a couple others. But uh, very interesting coincidence, and there's going to be a lot of coincidences in this story. Yes. Which brings us to Lewis J. Martin, the alias of Lewis McWilly, who was a close friend of Jack Ruby, a gunrunner and uh, trafficante and mob associate. And then that also brings us to John Martin. No, John Martin. No, John Martino, <laughs> former Castro prisoner, mobster, electronics expert, and alleged bagman for the JFK. K assassination, according to some dubious sources. And we have many, many more that we're going to get into, but those are going to be a surprise. So now, without further ado, Joe, well, let's talk about Jack S. So bring up that graphic and let's take a good look at this dude. Because uh, we found some pictures of him and uh, a lot of people have seen uh, certain pictures of him in Garrison's office, but the earlier photos of this guy are very intriguing as well. He looks like a totally different person uh, than he did in the in the mid '60s. Um, just tells you what you know a hard life of drinking and God knows what else will do to you. So, like I said, in the upper left corner. That's what everybody sees or thinks of when they see Jack S. Martin. But these other photos are him uh, from the 40s and 50s. So, you know, he was a uh, kind of suave, debonair uh, before. Uh, and you see what the uh, hard life, what 10 years of hard drinking will do to you. Now, Jack Martin, according to, <laughs> according to the uh, CIA, was born in 1915. And according to... The FBI, he was born in 1920, and according to somebody else, he was born in 1921. So we don't actually know really when this guy was born, um, but it was somewhere around that era. And uh, we found a Journal Herald article from Dayton, Ohio, um, dated December 1st, 1943, and it was kind of a uh, a piece about Jack Martin. He had served three years in the Air Force. This guy saw action at Pearl Harbor and Midway Island. He was discharged uh, on a medical discharge November 17, 1943, from a head injury that he sustained in a plane crash in Hawaii, 
Now, if you're going to crash your plane anywhere, Hawaii sounds like a pretty damn good place to do it. Uh, he was a radio operator and a B-17 waste gunner. Um, the crash was in March of 1943, and he made he, he stayed in eight hospitals throughout that year, including one that happened to be called Kennedy General Hospital. So uh, that's interesting. And then uh, we move up into the 50s when this guy turns into a kind of a grifter, a drifter. Um, and in 1952, he's wanted for murder in Houston. Uh, was dismissed. He was acquitted, probably from an abortion, an illegal back alley abortion. 1954, he's arrested for vacancy, drunk in Galveston. And from 56 to 58, he uh, spent some time in the psych ward at a hospital in New Orleans uh, for a quote character disorder or a really bad. Tr- Trip on LSD, however you want to look at that. And then again, arrested in 1960 for impersonating a federal officer. Now, Jack Martin is notorious, at least according to Thomas Beckham, for alleging to be a CIA agent, right? So when we came across some things looking into Jack Martin, there's only so much out there on this guy. And one of the foremost experts is Joan Mellon. So we went back and we looked in her book, a farewell to justice. And there's actually, excuse me, a, uh, a chapter at the end of her garrison biography. That's about six seven pages long. And it's dedicated to Jack Martin as well. Um, but some of the things that Joan Martin put forth about Jack Martin, we found to be quite not true. Okay. There's absolutely nothing uh, out there officially from the CIA that puts this guy as an official CIA asset or agent or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it just doesn't exist. Now there was somebody named Joseph James Martin. Um, who worked, as we mentioned at the top of the show, from 50 to 58 uh, at the CIA. And the CIA in 1967 were questioning themselves whether or not this is the same guy. You know, they were thinking, well, this guy's out here saying he works for the CIA. Who is this guy? Could he possibly be this guy, Joseph James Martin? So they thoroughly they thoroughly looked into it. Um, they... Uh, they they really did, and they prepared a four-page report uh, about it, citing over 14 points of contention. But in the end, um, they determined that they were not the same individual other than both being drunks and having a pretty sweet pencil-thin mustache, <laughs> much like Joe's. Yeah, is prime better now when we're talking about jack martin everybody thinks okay everybody thinks all right this is the guy that was pistol whipped by guy banister everybody thinks about the movie jfk that scene you know what was the truth behind that what did jack martin say about that incident well we'll get there i promise and everybody thinks that it was jack martin that dropped a dime on david ferry and kind of set him up and said you know, put the FBI onto David Ferry and this, that, and the other. 
which is true, but it wasn't voluntary. And what I mean by that is it wasn't Jack Martin purposefully going into the police department and saying, hey, you need to check out this guy, David Ferry. Somebody dropped a dime on Jack Martin on 11-23-63. This is the day after the assassination. And I'm reading from an FBI document here, uh, which you can get over on Locals. Uh, At about 7.45 p.m. this date, Mr. W. Hardy Davis of 3044 Louisiana Parkway. That's the same street David Ferry lived on, by the way. uh, Called R.E. Rifle, used by Oswald in captioned matter. Davis stated that agents should contact a Mr. Jack S. Martin Sr. who lives on North Pryor Street in New Orleans, Louisiana. Davis said that Martin can give information regarding a Mr. David Ferry. Ferry, according to Davis, was in the Civil Air Patrol with Oswald. Is a disbarred airline pilot, speaks Spanish, is a gun collector, and a fanatic like Oswald. Ferry may be the man who obtained the rifle for Oswald. So, it was this guy, W. Hardy Davis, who contacted the FBI the day after the assassination and told him that they needed to talk to Jack Martin about David Ferry. So that's, it's very interesting. Um, now on the 27th November, uh, the FBI interviewed, uh, W Hardy Davis a little bit more in depth. And, uh, they started getting into whether or not, um, Oswald was in Ferry's Civil Air Patrol unit, which they determined that he was. They figured that uh, they were talking about a library card. Um, So that's where that comes from, from Hardy Davis. That Ferry had Oswald's uh, library card. Um, And then they talked to a Roy McCoy. Two who uh, he had photographs in his possession from the Civil Air Patrol and that David Ferry and Oswald were both in the picture. Um, McCoy said to the best of his recollection, Oswald never attended any Civil Air Patrol meeting at the New Orleans airport, nor did he ever meet Oswald. But he did have a photo from the Moss Civil Air Patrol airport photo. And then... uh, in January of 66, a witness, Miss Shirley Basile, who worked uh, part-time for Guy Bannister from 1960 to 61, um, stated that she knows Jack Martin, and as far as she knows, his reputation was unsavory. Um, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. She, was, she will be willing to come to the office and give any information desired. She's very cooperative. Also, an investigator named Joseph Newborough worked for Bannister with Martin. Newborough spent five years in a federal pen for embezzlement. So all these uh, shysty guys hanging around. Walker um, associate as well. Yes. Yes. Um, in 1966 for Jim Garrison, Jack Martin provided a written statement. Um, it says in the late summer of 63, I was sitting in the office of Guy Bannister, private detective, 531 Lafayette Street, located in the rear of Mancuso's. David Ferry walked in wearing an army type fatigue suit and sunglasses. Also with him were three or four young men in their 20s dressed in sports shirts. One of them was Morris Brownlee. Another was a man they referred to as Lee. After the assassination, I recognized Lee Harvey Oswald as one of the men who had walked in with Ferry and Brownlee. All of them went in to see Bannister, and the door was then shut, so I wouldn't know what to talk about. My reason for being at the office was to use Bannister's typewriter, which I frequently did. These people, before seeing Bannister, sat around in the waiting room 15 or 20 minutes, occasionally picking up magazines to look at. I looked at them frequently because I thought this was a rather odd assortment of people. The above statement is true and correct to the best of my knowledge and is made of my own free will. This statement was given to D.A. Jim Garrison in the presence of Lou Ivon and typed by Lou Ivon on December 26, 1966. So that's from Jack Martin. And then, of course, we get to the incident, Joe, the big famous incident, pistol whipping, pop, 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 right? Like you threatened to do to me earlier today. <laughs> I used more than a pistol, yeah. bud. That's a peak. We, down here, we call that a molly whopping. All right. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'm not sure I want to. Feel free to Google. All right. So that brings us to uh, Jack Martin's HSCA testimony given in 1977. So we know what he looked like. 66. He looked pretty rough. I can only imagine what this dude looked like in 1977 when uh, investigators Robert Burris and LJ Delsa tracked him down in New Orleans. Okay. He was living in a hotel at the time in December. It was December 5th, 1977. And his hotel was located at 628 St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Mr. Martin then brought us to the Pair a dice bar, okay, <laughs> located at Decatur and 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 ben, in Benville Street in New Orleans. Martin stated, and we later confirmed that William Littlehorse Dalzell was now working part time there. And just an aside, William Dalzell figures in with another Martin that we'll get too much later. So put that feather in your hat. Uh, because we'll get there. And he's also another alleged CIA asset, this William Dalzell. 
character. And it's just interesting that in the late 70s that they're still hanging out together, Jack Martin and William Dalzell. So the investigators and Jack Martin went to the Holiday Inn located at the 100 block of Royal Street and conducted an interview. Um, he says that he served in World War II in the Air Corps, served in the Pacific where he did a lot of radio work, including military intelligence works on ships out of Pearl Harbor, including, uh, or he said he was near Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941, when the Japanese attacked. He received an honorable discharge and is very anti-communist. He told the investigators about a letter from retired General Claire Cheneau, which the investigators later read where he asked Martin to help him and a group of other Americans uh, that would work for General Chiang Kai-shek. They would use World War II fighters and capture ships going to mainland China and force them to port in Formosa. Martin stated that the plan fell through for lack of finances. Shocker. Martin stated he has worked as an investigator or furnished info to the following people in the New Orleans area. Mayor Victor Shiro, W. Guy Bannister, Aaron Cohn of the Metropolitan Crime Commission, Jim Garrison, G. Ray Gill Sr. Martin stated that he'd been closely associated with people that the select committee might be interested in, such as David Ferry, which we all know. Uh, Jack Martin felt that the gun Oswald used might have belonged to Ferry, or he, Oswald, might have purchased the rifle from the same place that Ferry got his. Martin stated that Ferry was very close to many Cubans and often wore army fatigues, allegedly trained with the Cubans. Ferry helped Sergio Arcacha Smith and made flights over Cuba, dropping supplies and possibly a bombing run. Some of the supplies that were dropped in Cuba came from the efforts of William Dalzell, who helped Smith, Sergio Arcacha, get medical supplies when they were in the Balter building in the 400 block of Camp Street. Jack Martin said that since he made that first phone call in 1963, that he has been a branded man. Where do you think he got branded, Joe? Um, Virginia, maybe? No, his butt. Oh. His butt. But did David Ferry do that? On his body. Probably. Probably. <laughs> On the same day of the phone call, uh, he was drinking in the Cats and Jammer bar with the guy Bannister, and they got into a heated argument. This is coming from Jack Martin's mouth. So, horse's mouth stuff here. Not from the secretary, not from a police report, not from Bannister. This is from Martin. They went back to Bannister's office, and in the heat of the argument, Guy Bannister said something, and Martin replied, what are you going to do? Kill me like you all did Kennedy. And at that point, Bannister drew his 357 Magnum and beat Martin in the head, which required medical attention, but not serious. When Martin was on the ground, he says Bannister pointed the gun at his head and he believes Bannister would have killed him. Uh, but one of the secretaries, possibly Delphine Roberts told Bannister not to shoot him. A police report was made and Bannister paid all of the medical bills and Martin dropped the charges. So, <laughs> um, you know, and it goes on for a lot of more pages, but uh, 
interesting stuff with Jackass Martin for sure, and one of the most colorful Jay Martins in the whole arena of our Jay Martin universe for sure. Yes, and of course he is uh, a Jay Martin, but his real name was Edward Suggs, but he had four Martin aliases and uh, was in all type of uh, screwery in Kentucky uh, with fake bishops and uh, Christopher Maria Stanley in uh, 1967, 1968-ish. And then get there was no love lost between David Ferry and uh, Jack Martin or Suggs at all. They did not like each other and they you know like Rob said, Jack dropped a, a dime on uh, or Edward dropped a dime on Ferry uh, as soon as he was questioned and it was you know there was they were they hated each other for whatever reason. Yes, they were not fans of each other whatsoever. And when it comes to, you know, other Martins, there's not a lot of Martins. Well, actually, I take that back. When it comes to Dallas and New Orleans, there's about an equal amount of Martins. Jay Martins is in each in each spot. Um, and there's multiple Jack Martins. There's multiple John Martins. There's multiple, multiple James Martins um, with different initials here, there. And uh, it's all very interesting stuff. Um, but Jack Martin is by far the very colorful figure. Reading from the comments here, he says he, he usually feels sorry for, for Jack Martin. And I get that, you know, he's, he's kind of like a bumbling idiot, a lovable bumbling drunk idiot. Um, but he's associating himself with a lot of these seedier types in new Orleans that come, come across as con men, and people who would do anything for a buck, whether it means selling you a diploma, making you a doctor, giving you most documents, uh, becoming a bishop. You know, we didn't even really get into um, his fake bishop, bishopness, and, he, you know, what all that means. And that's a whole nother uh, rabbit hole, right, Joe? Yes, sir. And uh, Ferry was trying to get, uh, ordained as a bishop as well because of his uh, proclivities uh, was denied and uh, maybe, maybe that was the start of their uh, um, their rivalry if you will yeah most definitely you know some of the other crazy stuff that 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 Martin told either the garrison or the FBI. Um, he said that uh, Ferry had possibly hypnotized Oswald to kill JFK. Cause I guess, you know, to each other and he knew that uh, Ferry was into hypnotism and stuff. So he told him that um, he also said Oswald was possibly uh, one of Ferry's kids, right? Crimes against nature and all that stuff, he he, he put forth the uh, assertion that they were possibly involved with each other. 
Uh, Hardy Davis told Martin that Ferry had left for Texas on November 22nd. Uh, he was a sexual deviant, uh, expelled from the church. I believe, you know, he, he was telling Garrison and the FBI that. And he felt that Ferry was involved in the plot against JFK. And things didn't really end well for Jack Martin. Uh, he, I, I'm not sure exactly when he died. Uh, we weren't able to nail that down. Um, but my guess is it wouldn't have been too much longer past the HSCA. Uh, just from his lifestyle and the he was looking uh, back then. Yeah, if you look at that last picture, uh, well, in the graphic that we had shown previously in the top left corner, which was him testifying or talking to Garrison, and uh, the other pictures, he looks like he's, you know, I'm a couple minutes away from dropping dead in an airport. Yeah. <laughs> And what's up, Colonel Reb? You are our first super chat. Uh, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, man, I tell you what, this whole thing has been stressful as hell, trying to figure all this out. Yes. Um, but we finally did it. Um, and I, I promise we're only going to get better at this. Um, you know, we don't want to do marathon shows on this stuff. We want to keep it you know, somewhere around 30 minutes to an hour tops, you know, I think we're at uh, 45 minutes now. Um, We covered Jack Martin good. So pay attention. We're going to set this up again uh, for Saturday morning. Right, Joe? 10 a.m. Saturday morning, 10 a.m. We're going to, we're going to go live again. we're just doing a special tonight because it's November 22nd, 1963 or 2023. Sorry. Um, and we're going to be doing the show live here on the weekends, uh, more than likely to be Saturday mornings, Sunday on, on the days that I record quick hits. But so moving forward, next show is going to be on Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern. We'll get all that set up and hopefully. The live will go off without a next time, right, Joe? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, just to follow <laughs> up on your yeah, but just to follow up on 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 what you were were saying there, uh, we have spent what like two months straight on probably Saturday and Sunday, like four or five hour sessions. Uh, taping our Lancer presentation, take like 47. Uh, and uh, it was, uh, it took us a long time to, to, to figure out which Martins were, were which. And, you know, we would have loved to, to tie Joseph James Martin uh, to Jack S. Martin and Suggs and the other Martin aliases, but we weren't able to. And uh... with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, we're like Rob kind of mentioned and uh, in the beginning, in his intro, uh, we're, we're not going to sensationalize stuff. We're going to give you the facts as per the documents and the documentary evidence and uh, our best interpretation of that. And uh, we, we hope you join us for the journey. Uh, the story is... A hundred percent not finished is probably like fifty-four percent finished. The more we dig into things, the more questions we have. And uh, like I said, I actually found a couple more uh, Martins that will come into play in the John T story, and possibly a story involving some burglars who raided us safe and uh it's really interesting how it all comes together and over the course of decades and uh it's it's been a very long journey and we we have a dropbox with the files of each martin and each relevant file in that particular folder so we're not just uh, acquiring jack s files and just throwing them in the folder we're actually reading them and saying is this significant is this going to disprove or prove that he might have been joseph james martin like joan mellon clink uh we i mean how long did we argue rob over this whether they were the same guy weeks weeks yeah I I would say you know and, and and looking over we found a lot of stuff that Joan Mellon was that bless her heart got wrong um and this is just one of them you know there's absolutely no documentation from the CI whatsoever uh, confirming that Jack Martin was ever a CIA asset or agent or working for the CIA at all yeah. Like that he would, in 1960, he was arrested for impersonating a government agent, you know. So, and like like Uncle Dave said in the chat, something about the di- diploma mills, and uh, you know him and Beckham were tied up in this stuff uh, with these false documents, and so were these bishops. And uh, you know, it's just it it gets into the weeds a lot. Did he know anything significant? Did he sensationalize things? Probably so. But, you know, he was the impetus for the entire New Orleans investigation part of this thing. And uh, the problem was that Garrison couldn't put him on a stand because he was a freaking nut job and a drunk. So, and David Ferry really died right at that before, point. And David Ferry uh, died uh, right before. Right, uh, right. Star Witness died. <laughs> yeah, 
And if you if you go listen to uh, some of the, you can actually hear audio interviews with Jack Martin and and Jim Garrison, and you know, a real piece of work. And of course, I know it was a different era, but you know, he's a real big fan of the N word <laughs> in the, in these interviews, and it's hard to listen to. But he doesn't sound anything like what you, you know, like what you think. Um, much like uh, David Ferry in, in the movie JFK. Um, hey, I see Caroline has dropped in the chat late. Better late than never, Caroline. That's all right. You're fashionably late. It's okay. You're probably doing your hair, your makeup or something before you showed up. It's all good. Um, and they want you to say Liberty Lobby. Clothing was martinized. I am not. I will not be saying that word tonight. We are going to avoid it at all costs. Um, I'm sure there will be a point on this show where I have to mention that word. Um, and Kenneth Zedeker, if you're out there watching, I want that shirt, bro. Send it to me. Okay. I will wear it proudly right here on YouTube. Uh, he made me a special Liberty Lobbity shirt and it's pretty sweet looking. Yeah. Oh shit! Um, you didn't you didn't tell me that, and uh, I I spent uh, a good amount of time with Kenneth over the weekend, and he is just a great guy, and uh, and is really um, put a lot of effort into this Lancer uh, conference, and uh, I, I couldn't be more grateful for his the opportunity, and also the friendship that we uh, established over 48 hours. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I had, I, I quit cigarettes like uh, a year ago, but smoked a Marlboro Red 100 because I was in Texas. I had to. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's the whole part of the thing is going and meeting new people, people you can call friends because, you know, Nerds like us who are interested in the in the assassination in our real lives, you know, we don't have anybody to really talk to about this stuff. That's why I started the podcast in the first place to have some place to talk about it because I couldn't do it, you know, anywhere around me. And I've made a lot of great friends along this journey. And uh, you know, everybody that shows up here today, you're all included. Uh, Joe, Doug, everybody. I mean we want to push collaborative research. You know, we want people to be involved in things, share documents with us. Um, Hypothesize. Tell us what you want us to talk about. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we got our plate full for a little while with this Martin thing, but I promise once we get done that and we will have other shows in between some of the Martin stuff, just to kind of break it up a little bit. Um, so we, nobody gets martined out. Um, nobody gets Martin fatigue. Uh, but gets David Ferry and fatigue with sunglasses on. Do you think we have um, Martin? Fatigue? But again, oh, we definitely have Martin fatigue. <laughs> Just wait till in a couple months when we're finally done all these Martins. How fatigue? Yeah. I'm, I don't never want to meet anybody named Martin again, first or last name. I'll punch him right in the face. Don't want to know you. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, the when 
when we started focusing on the Martins, I started noticing the Martin name just in regular life. And uh, there's actually, I was uh, taking a walk with uh, my family and there's a whole plaque on the Martin bird. Who even knew there was a Martin bird? Uh, <laughs> and it's just, it's just funny when, when you look out for certain things and, uh, and, pretty much pattern analysis, which is what I do for a profession. And uh, it's it's crazy the things that will uh, stand out to you. So I'm actually just going to give a little preview here. I didn't tell Rob about this. He might give it at me. Um, so we have a whole folder of just every Martin and every relevant document with every martin and this is all j j martins we then have some literature that will be uh on locals exclusively and also um a ton of pictures of the martins the pseudonyms and aliases and the weird coincidences like the fact that JFK wrote his inaugural speech and proposed to Jackie Kennedy or uh, Bolivia. Wait, wait, I'm saying this wrong. Uh, Bolivia. But uh, there's your Liberty Lobby, mother. There's my Liberty Lobby. Fuck me. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, and uh, he Jacqueline Bouvier Kennedy three times fast. When you say the Liberty Lobby, I will. I just did. Jacqueline Bouvier Kennedy. Jacqueline Bouvier Kennedy. Jacqueline Bouvier Kennedy. <laughs> okay, but uh, it, it's interesting that 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 JFK proposed to her and wrote his inaugural address at the Barnes Cafe Pub in in DC. Oswald cashes nine of his checks at least nine in the Martin's Cafe and uh, and you have Marguerite Martin. Oswald worked at the Martin's department store in New York in 1956 yes yeah, you can't make this stuff up it's it's epic yeah but uh, and one of the one of the first defectors to the USSR in the quote false defector program was actually William H. Martin, which is not a J. Martin, but he has a very interesting story too. So it really just goes so deep. And the more we, we look into it, the more questions we have. And we really hope that you guys come along for the ride and, and join us and help us. And, uh, you know, if you could find a document that is relevant that we might not have found, uh, you know, share with us on locals and uh, let's talk about it. Let's debate it. Let's move this case forward. That's what I said in my Q&A after our uh, Lancer presentation, which was virtual. Um, we, I, and I know, Rob, we don't have any agenda other than truth. And that's what we're after. And we want to, you, we want you to help us with that. And uh, hopefully we have some serious listeners. I know Rob has built up an amazing, loyal 
base over the years and uh we we can't be more excited uh, about where this could go and we're really interested so uh we're really intrigued and excited about this uh this this project we're undertaking that's right joe and and once again just to wrap this thing up we're closing in on an hour now so um, once again thank you to everybody who showed up for our very first uh video live stream on here on youtube for the lone gunman podcast this has been episode number 261 make sure you tune in saturday we'll set up the stream and everything and uh we'll get into some more martins's martins's and uh once again thank you to colonel reb for the super chat much appreciated my friend uh, thank you definitely much appreciated and uh you know, just for you, Colonel Reb. <laughs> well, Dago Gardner, he uh, thanks very much. I just want you to know that, you know, we, we don't mess around down here very much. So you get the Dago Gardner uh, voice live. Uh, you see my stupid facial expression when I talk like Dago Gardner. <laughs> and I'm wearing my tight Levi's and my tight sports shirt. My tattooed arms are flailing in the wind. I'm a little sunburnt and ruddy. I've spending so much time outside in the weather. Uh, but uh, feel free to run your hands through my sweet brown curly mullet anytime you want to, Colonel Rib. All right. That's it, folks. Thanks for showing up uh, on behalf of my new co-host, Joe Borelli. Uh, we want to thank you again. It's been fun. And more to come. And I promise next time, hopefully we won't screw up the intro uh, three times in a row. But yes, you never know. Yeah, it could happen next twice, time, folks. It could happen twice. <laughs> and that would be an improvement, right? Uh, but yes, uh, that's just, right. I just want to say thank Game you as steps. well to everyone that has joined us live and to everyone that will uh, watch this uh, later. Um, We'll have some links in uh, under this um, episode, and uh, we hope to see you over at Locals and on uh, Saturday morning. That's right, and we will be putting up exclusive content that you're not going to find here on Spreaker or anywhere else. We're gonna we're gonna be putting up exclusive content on Locals, so if you dig us. Head over there, support the show. Um, you won't regret it. Uh, it's a good investment. Yep. And the we'll full, see everybody the- Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, right? And uh, we'll do our little outro now, Joe, if you want to. What's our outro? Where we go. Peace. Peace. See you next time, guys. Thank you.